The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Tuesday, August 1st, it is deadline day. Major League Baseball MLB trade deadline at 6 Eastern this evening. We come to you on a Tuesday morning. Brendan Glasheen with Sean Zarillo and Anthony DeBundo. We've been talking a lot about DeBundo lately, and he finally has a chance to use his wonderful voice and back himself up here on today's episode. Uh, We're here Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season, if you didn't know already. So anything that happens today, deadline-wise, we can react on Friday. So there's only so much we can do. There are some games that don't have lines posted as we record because of the murkiness surrounding the MLB trade deadline and just teams trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do because it's just that time of year trying to uh, mix and match at this point in the season. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. We greatly appreciate it. Full slate, everyone's in action. Who knows if we get a trade where a team or a player has to change his uniform and walk across the dugout. Those are always kind of fun. If that happens, uh, we look forward to watching with you, the people, later on today. Sean Zarillo, author of Opening Pitch. Uh, He's got his full column up for today over on the Action Network app, actionnetwork.com. Cirillo with a full slate. What did you land on for a best bet for today? Yeah, going with the Yankees and the Braves under eight and a half. Uh, this under cash yesterday in the Bronx. We're going to go do it again. And a big part of determining whether you want the under or the over in this matchup is selecting where you think Carlos Rodon is at in terms of his level. Now, the first three starts that he had when he came back off of the I.L., his stuff plus location plus down 102 stuff plus 88 location plus his last start, even though three, four walks, four strikeouts, strikeouts and walks still haven't really come back to where they were previously. And even in that start, but 115 stuff plus 125 on the slider, 111 on the fastball. And he was at 114 with 123 on the slider and 113 on his fastball last year. And he's mostly fastball or slider like 90% of the time. So 
seeing this stuff plus figures on his main two pitches come back up to where they were last year when he had a season that earned him a $162 million contract, I think is a very encouraging sign and a sign that he's going to pitch to what you would expect the rest of the way. Uh, Zach Eflin, a guy I've bet on consistently throughout this year, so I don't see value on either side in this matchup, but I did make the total 7.7. So I like the under 8.5 to about minus 122 or the under 8 to minus 103. I think Rodon is ready to bust back out. Maybe give the Yankees a big contribution that they need down the stretch. If they can have Cole and Rodon going strong, they actually do have a shot at still making the playoffs. All right, and that is uh, minus 115 right now, the under 8.5 at BetMGM. That is available. But as we've discussed, even with Judge back here this last weekend change, the Yankees still cannot score many runs. They did score eight in one of those Baltimore games. So, Yeah, they're like a league average offense with an MVP, you know, boosting them from being a bottom 10 offense. Debundo, hello. Best bet for Tuesday, please. And if you have anything else to say, yeah, well, I was going to touch on this game later uh, because this market has moved around a bunch. It was eight and a half overnight, went back to eight. Uh, and then now there's an eight and a half up there at MGM. I agree with Sean. Uh, I actually bet against Radon last week and I'm now betting on him. I'm encouraged by the same things that Sean is seeing. Uh, a few other things to add, you know, first pitch strike rate uh, against the Rockies and the Angels was 42% and 50%. Uh, last outing, 72%. Mm. So a clear commanding uh, bump there. And then the same thing with the overall zone rate, 37% against the Rockies, 34 against the angels. Now 42 and a half against the Mets last week. Uh, and the Mets are as much as they have struggled to hit this year consistently, they still are a tough lineup to get through because they do work good bats. So uh, the Yankees get the Rays now Rays, uh, you know, just have not quite been the same offense and Wander has cooled off and Yandy's back to hitting a lot of grounders. Uh, so even with their platoon, and what they can do to kind of mix and match their lineup. The Rays have been a league average offense for two months now. And I think, you know, we look for the season long and we say, well, there's, you know, still a top five offense. It just hasn't really been the case for two months now. They've uh, actually Zach been, Eflin, Anthony, just to interject, they've been dead last against lefties since the start of June. They have a 71 WRC plus over the past few months. So them coming back to league average offensively is actually mostly them performing against right-handers. They've been dead last against lefties for the past few months. Yeah, a lot of struggles there. Randy, Wander, pretty much in the tank at the same time has tanked their lineup. Uh, and those two guys, especially Randy, is very streaky. So I'm, I'm confident that the Rays will be fine. But uh, right now, they're certainly going through it offensively. Uh, and then, you know, Zach Eflin, one of my one of the one of the DeBundo guys, you know, that have, uh, you know, m- people who I like have been criticized a lot on this podcast in the last few days. But uh, Zach Eflin is one that has uh, withstood the test of time and has had a great career season. Uh, and nothing in his numbers suggests that he won't continue to do that uh, with the Rays pitching lab <clears throat> dominance, uh, career high in uh, strikeout rate and uh, career low in walk rate. So really impressive stuff from Eflin. Still don't like the Yankees lineup. You just pitch around, Judge. It's like uh, if you saw the video where Chapman was yelling at Schneider for the Blue Jays, like he's the only guy that can hit in that lineup. Why are we pitching to him? And he got caught on a hot mic talking about Otani. Pretty much the same thing with Aaron Judge in this circumstance. So I, I do like under eight and a half. In that game, my best bet, I'm going with the Fighting Glasheens, uh, the Boston Red Sox plus 100 at BetMGM against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Bryce Miller has had a couple of good starts in the last two months, but it's been a lot more inconsistency overall. This is uh, his rolling XFIP uh, trending up in the wrong direction. 5.37 against Baltimore. 
5.59 against Detroit, 4.27 against Toronto, and then 4.23 against the Twins in his last outing when he gave up four homers. Uh, the fastball, you know, teams have really caught on to it. Uh, is good. It's a good pitch, but you know he doesn't trust his secondaries enough. And the fastball velo has ticked down just a little bit, and it's really hurt him uh, in terms of giving up a lot of hard contact and homers. So uh, don't love that in a matchup against an elite Boston offense. And then there's also the trade deadline risk. Jerry Depoto, uh, we know his history with with loving this trade. It's his best day of the year. It's Christmas for Jerry Depoto. Uh, they are actively shopping to Oscar Hernandez. Apparently, according to John Morosi, there's multiple teams interested. I would be stunned if he wasn't moved, given his contract and his rental status and, and what you know teams are looking for. Ty France has also been mentioned as somebody who could be on the move. The Mariners really don't have a ton of depth in their lineup. Uh, so, you know, calling up guys like Cade Marlowe to replace Kalanick, you take Teoscar and Ty France out of this lineup, there just really isn't much uh, to threaten Bayo uh, tonight. And I think Bayo is a better pitcher than Miller to begin with. The Mariners also traded their best reliever, arguably, maybe second best in Paul Seawald, used all of their high leverage guys last night. So there is some concern uh, for, you know, what the bullpen looks like tonight and what the lineup looks like tonight. Uh, and this market could move as soon as Teoscar gets traded, which I think is going to happen. So I like the Boston Red Sox money line. Yeah. I should mention I lean towards the over in that matchup, but for the reasons Anthony mentioned, Ty France, Teoscar potentially getting moved. Do not want to bet an over if those guys will not be in the Mariners lineup. Uh, that said, if they trade more bullpen pieces, that certainly helps the over too. I might take a look at though the Red Sox team total over for the reasons Anthony mentioned. And, you know, the consideration that the Mariners may deal more bullpen pieces. So I was surprised Seawall got moved. Uh, that kind of caught me off guard. So maybe they'll trade more pieces. They have a lot of controllable guys like Brash and, and Munoz are under control, but... Uh, like the other depth pieces certainly could get moved. And like I said, you never know when DePoto is going to do something you don't quite expect. Uh, we've seen it before. And thank you, Nick Pavetta, if the over is in play tonight, or more so to like the Red Sox, because Pavetta, while he didn't get the win, uh, a lot of couple home runs to a, a dude that has a nickname called the Big Dumper. I uh, watched the mm. Red Sox broadcast last night. Jason Veritek was a big part of giving that. I forget. You got to help me with the name. Al Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh, thank you. Uh, hit two home runs last night off Pavetta. Zarillo, Red Sox team total over at BetMGM. You can get over three and a half runs at minus 125, over four and a half runs at plus 135. Yeah, it's interesting. I make it uh, about 4.1. So that three and a half minus 125 with the juice, it's probably about right for me. Uh, but I'll, you know, shop around, look more into it. If I could get minus 110, minus 115, probably more interested. Okay, very good. So, BJ, or BJ, see, it's like now it's in my head because I think when I hear DeBundo's name, I'm thinking of BJ. DeBundo likes the Red Sox, Zarillo on Yankees, Rays under eight and a half for best bets today. We discussed the Cubs and the Reds in our fade the public segment yesterday from an under perspective. That blew up in our faces because there yeah. were runs often in that ball game. We're looking now just at the Cubs. They are getting love on the money line. 93% of the bets, 96% of the cash. They send Justin Steele to the mound. Ben Lively for the Reds pitching in this game. We uh, DeBundo had mentioned um, the John Morosi. He actually had something this morning. The Reds remain involved in the starting pitching market on deadline day, but they are reluctant to pay high prices for top of the market arms. That does not reflect tonight's game, but just to kind of bring it home that this is a big series for Reds and Cubs to find out where they might land in the postseason discussion. Zarillo, we're not talking a total today, 
But on the subject of the Cubs, it's not Marcus Stroman. It's Justin Steele, who's pitched well. And they win games when Steele pitches. Since June, the Cubs are 8-1 and one in, or pardon me, 7-1 and one in Steele's last eight starts. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? So this is a pro-Justin Steele podcast. And arguably, I've been on Steele more frequently than any other starting pitcher since he got into the Cubs rotation about two and a half years ago. Uh, you know, off the bat, the Cubs money line for the full game should not be at minus 165 and Steele's first five line at minus 170. There's a bigger discrepancy between the two starting pitchers than there is between the bullpens. I made Chicago around minus 200 for the first five innings and minus 170 for the full game. So about a 30 cent split between the two halves. The betting market having a five-cent differential between the first five of the full game, to me, makes absolutely no sense. Um, now, looking deeper into the starting pitchers, both guys have overachieved this season, but I think what Steele has done in terms of overachieving is actually sustainable. His BABIP, his strand rate, both in line with career averages and both not far off from the major league average, where Ben Lively is about 10%, 15% above the league average strand rate. Uh, his BABIP is about 30 points below league average. So there's very obvious signs where Lively should regress. You look at their underlying pitch modeling metrics, and the gap there is actually even wider than it is in terms of their expected ERA, which is already more than a run. So I project a bigger difference between Justin Steele and Ben Lively, clearly, than the betting market does. But I also just don't think you can justify a five-cent differential between the first five and the full game line. That should be at least... 15 to 20 cents. So the Cubs full game line has kind of moved up to where I think it should be. Uh, you could take it up to minus 170. Wouldn't go beyond that. Or I'm sorry, you should take it up to minus 160. Wouldn't go beyond that. But for the okay. first five innings, I think you could bet them all the way up to about minus 180. So plenty of room there at minus 165, minus 170. Uh, and then Brendan, you said we weren't going to talk about the total, but I will very briefly. The under eight and a half, I do like again today. Um you know, just with the wind triggering again, I made this total 7.6 to the under eight and a half to minus 125. Under eight to minus 106 would also be bets for me, but prefer the Cubs. So Debundo Zerlo kind of mentioned this. The price might be soaring out of range. Your thoughts on the game and why the price to you might put you in a situation you don't want to bet the Cubs against the Reds today. Yeah, I bet this uh, minus 155 overnight last night. Uh, I think that uh, the... It is interesting to think about how they kind of project the Reds uh, as a lineup against left-handed pitching uh, because, it, you know, we haven't seen a ton of lefties lately. But if you just think about, like, how their lineup's constructed with Votto, with Fraley, with Friedel, uh, you know, Benson, all of these guys that are hitting pretty well overall, all, you know, lefties. And then when they go to the righty splits, uh, you know, John Indy is somebody that could get traded today, that there's the possibility of that. Nick Senzel has not really been hitting. Encarnacion Strand really hasn't been hitting. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, by the way, has a below average WRC plus. Um, and so a lot of the guys that they are going to throw in their lineup to, to kind of face the lefty are just, I don't think as good as the righty lineup. So I think uh, while they are platooning it, they are not quite getting the same level of production from uh, or against lefties. Uh, and, and Ben Lively is somebody that, uh, you know, has outrun regression for a long time and hasn't gotten hit hard really all that often, but there's nothing in his profile from AAA and his prospect stuff and his actual stuff 
that makes me think that he's even like an average starter or even below average starter. I think he's pretty replacement level. So I think there's a huge gap here with the Cubs adding uh, at the deadline as well. Candelario coming in should help, uh, you know, take, you know, plate appearances from Madrigal and Wisdom at third who really haven't been producing at all. So a slight bump for the Cubs today. Don't really like uh, uh, Lively. And so I bet the Cubs as well, but it has gotten a little steep. Uh, would be maybe tempted to play that F5 because I trust Steele so much. But uh, this Cubs bullpen also didn't really pitch yesterday either. So uh, yeah. certainly like the Cubs today. And would bet them if you can get like 160. Cubs are three and a half out of the third wild card. Padres are behind them, five back, and the Cubs are five out in the division. So, and they've won, they won eight in a row. They've lost their last two, but this is the right guy on the mound for them to get back and get back on the ship and get rolling here. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, how about an underdog for deadline Tuesday, August 1st? Where's my dog? Uh-huh, there's my dog.
again, and like we said off the top of the show, it's a wonky slate, wonky day because of just the uncertainty. So careful with underdogs because one of these teams, in all likelihood, not all cases, if they're an underdog, they might be selling pieces. So it uh, depends on what they've got. But what underdog does jump out to you with some value for today? Yeah, the Kansas City Royals, and they're playing a team in the Mets who are going to sell and not buy. So if anything, that's a good I way of the, also looking at it. The yeah, I think the play, Mets, if anything, are more likely to harm their roster point. than than the Royals, uh, yep. specifically for today's game. You know, trading Justin Verlander doesn't impact today's game, but if they deal any other bullpen pieces or deal away Tommy Pham, Mark Hanna already left, it just leaves them without outfield depth, potential to pinch hit in the late innings, et cetera, et cetera. So just makes these rosters, you know, closer uh, if the Mets are going to deal more pieces. But Really, the bet is against Jose Quintana, whose velocity is down relative to previous seasons. Stuff plus is down. And it's kind of easy to forget that Jose Quintana, prior to his resurgence last year, was sort of falling out of baseball. His ERA, his expected ERA, had climbed really high. He'd moved well away from the all-star form that he had shown earlier in his career with the Cubs. The underlying metrics were still okay, and it seemed like he was largely getting unlucky. But at the same time, he'd been shifted from the rotation to the bullpen, and he was having difficulty finding a major league job. That's why he ended up in Pittsburgh. So had a resurgence with the Pirates, got traded to the Cardinals, got a nice contract from the Mets, got hurt. Now his velocity is down a tick. His stuff plus is down relative to last season. Under the hood, Zach Greinke has the better pitch modeling metrics. So the Royals, an underdog playing a favorite today that is going to be selling. Uh, and I like them at plus 127 or better. Projected this line closer to about plus 116. Hey, excellent. DeBundo, an underdog that you're targeting today. All those things in mind with the deadline. Does your particular underdog reflect a team that might be selling? Uh, yeah, the Nationals are certainly sellers. I don't know what they have left to sell. Uh, they traded Jamer <laughs> Candelario yesterday. Uh, maybe a reliever. Lane Thomas doesn't appear to be moving. They're going to keep him. He's under control. Uh there's not much else left. So they're trying I don't, to call I don't him the lane trade. It's driving me nuts. I don't think the Nationals have a ton else left to give to the other teams uh, around them. Uh, Harvey or Finnegan, maybe, but we'll see. Uh, with that being said, I don't think it has a meaningful impact on the game tonight. Brewers could also buy, but nobody they're buying is playing tonight. Uh, yeah. The Brewers uh, added Marcana. You know, I, I really just think th- this offense has been such a house of cards all season long, uh, and you're kind of seeing the the weaknesses that even when Burns is uh, just a little bit off uh, in a start. They just don't have the offense to separate from Washington and Jake Irvin. Uh, and for the season now, uh, they are a bottom five offense in all of baseball. They are the worst offense in this game. Uh, and look, Freddie Peralta just had his best outing of the season, arguably one of the best outings of his career. He struck out 13 Reds uh, in, in that game last week. The Reds struck out, uh, I think, 18 times in whole as a whole in that game. But he's been really Jekyll and Hyde. And so which, you know, Freddie Peralta are we going to get? Because just last week against the Braves, he gave up two homers, six runs, and three walks. Uh, the command has still been a bit of an issue for him at times. Uh, you know, the two to three walks per game for each of his last eight starts prior to the one, again, when he had a career outing against the Reds. Uh, and so, you know, you really just don't know what you're going to get from Peralta on a game-to-game basis. Uh, whereas, you know, Josiah Gray is somebody that I'm surprised doesn't have better stuff than he actually does. When you look at the stuff plus, it doesn't really grade out all that well. But then you like watch him pitch and you look at his uh, his underlying, you know, whiff rates. Uh, it, they've gone in the right direction uh, for him. Uh, and the just underlying numbers have improved generally. Like his, his swinging strike rate uh, is 14 or was 14% 
2021, still holding at 12 this year. So like encouraging there, uh, I, I really don't, uh, you know, think that there's enough here for the Milwaukee to be a huge road favorite. So give me the nationals plus 135. Down to plus 125 at BetMGM. Do you have a target price in mind? Uh, plus 125 is if you can find a better number. I think there was a plus 130 elsewhere. Even some plus 140s out there now. So definitely yeah. shop around for that one. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay, a couple more. And then I buried the lead for it's Tuesday and DeBundo's here. Dinger Tuesday picks. And DeBundo's got a pick ready. So I'm not going to put him on the spot like I did last week. He's got he's got something cooking for us today for Dinger Tuesday. Well, Zarello, before, uh, we, before we get go to ahead, Dinger please. Tuesday, Sean and I, Sean, I have a bone to pick with Sean. Oh, please. Yeah. What's, uh, Sean, you like the Blue Jays today. I'm going to need an explanation for why you're, you're betting against Kyle Bradish or Bradish. And for the Blue Jays, they're sending Hunjin Ryu to the mound. Yeah. So, you know, it's with Hunjin Ryu. The determination is was his performance decline or how much of his performance decline was due to the underlying injury that he had. Um, rehab starts so far. He's looked pretty good. Said he's felt good. One walk across 17 innings, 16 strikeouts, I believe. You know, it's hard to tell a lot from minor league rehab outings, right? But even in small samples, I do think you can take something away from command and play discipline on the strikeout and walk numbers, I think are fairly encouraging. So the projected FIP range for Ryu, somewhere between four and four and a half. I'm using something at the lower end of that range, about 455. And I still see value on Toronto here. Now they lost Boba Shett during the game yesterday, but yep. Felix Bautista also ended up throwing basically two innings, a lot of pitches. And that was his second appearance in three days. So I doubt he'll be available tonight. The Blue Jays should theoretically have the bullpen advantage. It's tough to know specifically what you're getting from Ryu, but considering, as I said, I'm using a less optimistic projection for him and still see value on Toronto. I made them around minus 130. So up to about minus 115, minus 120 is where I would bet them to. Uh, you know, and that's just where I have it based on my price targets. I also made the total closer to eight. So I'm leaning to the under. Haven't looked into the umpire yet, though. So just the lean for now. Totals at eight and a half, minus 115 on the over. Debunda, why don't we go to you next year? Because you like Baltimore. And they've got Kyle Bradish on the mound, a player you've talked about, a pitcher you've talked about a ton here on this podcast. I'm still not exactly sure the correct way to pronounce his name, and I keep getting it mixed up. But uh, Kyle is pitching. I feel like you're the one who mixes us up, with all due respect, because I think we get it right, and then we just make the joke like, oh, it's Bradish. Oh, it's Brad. Okay. Back it up. Bradish. That is his baseball reference pronunciation note. Noted. Bradish. I think I actually think it's it's Whitchurch's fault because I was I saying like Bradish and someone else me the Bradish and then I just kind of have never really known what the correct one was the Bradish so, bunch the Bradish bunch yes and Bradish. and and look I love Kyle I think uh, you know Zerillo has kind of made a good point in the last few weeks where uh, as the Orioles continue to win and they become such a public team because everybody knows how good they've been and they're the most profitable team in MLB and. AL East uh, favorites now, the Baltimore crazy. Orioles. Crazy. According to yeah. John Morosi, they're in on Verlander. Or there's now Verlander's going to waive his no trade. Does he have interest? He grew up near they Camden should Yards. They should be in on Verlander. Yeah, that's exactly what they need. They can't go into the they can't go into the playoffs with Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, and Tyler Wells, and Kyle Gibson. Like that can't reasonably win a 
long playoff series with that pitching. I, I like Obviously, Verlander would not impact tonight's game, but go on. You right. like you like Baltimore tonight. Yeah, well, well, so Zarillo, you know, uh, was was joined. You know, he was an original member of the Tyler Wells and Kyle Bradish fan club. Uh, but I've spoken to some Orioles fans, uh, you know, around around the betting community, and we have decided, uh, effective today, that we are banning him from the fan club uh, because he is no longer allowed to uh, claim Tyler Wells because he's bet against him, I think, like four starts in a row or something crazy. Uh, and uh, he's now betting against Kyle Bradish. Now, I understand his point, uh, Sean being the the sharp guy that he is. He says, well, you know, uh, he was undervalued, but now the market is overvaluing these certain pitchers and that there's time to bet against them, but the market has moved toward Baltimore. Uh, they are now, you know, minus 100 minus one Oh five. They were plus money overnight. Uh, I think it's about right now, but if you can get a plus money next to the Orioles tonight uh, against Ryu, I like Bradish because as much as Ryu was okay in his rehab, there's still some downside risk in Ryu tonight. Uh, whereas I know pretty much what I'm getting from Bradish uh, and no Boba shed, I think is huge for this Jays lineup. Uh, they don't look nearly as deep once you take him out of it. So uh, some, you know, holes for sure. Romano being out as well. So Batista is a huge loss. I'm going to be absolutely shaking when Fujinami comes in for the save. It's four three in the ninth, but uh, I'll, I'll have to worry about that later. Should mention with Tyler Wells, uh, 13 walks, 16 strikeouts over the past month. I he might be pitching through an injury. I'm, I'm a little concerned about Tyler Wells, and that just increases the the need for the Orioles to go out and get more starting pitching. Does, does he He's fit- also surpassed a career high in innings which bradish is nearing wells rodriguez all of these guys are going to run out of gas and then baltimore is going to be left sitting there elias has to do something today well zarillo that it reflects what you've been on all year about pitchers getting injured and is wells one of the guys that falls under that clock category that has just it's kind of adding up I don't know. You know, they they were really protecting him very carefully. Even last year, they were never letting him go more than like 60 pitches or five innings. And it was very frustrating for our bets because sometimes he'd get pulled in the third inning just by getting in trouble and, you know, throwing 20 pitches in each of the first three innings. But uh, yeah, it's tough to say. I just, I think these pitchers are going to continue to wear down down the stretch, which is why I like these offensive leaning teams. But Baltimore technically does fit into that category too. They can hit their way theoretically to the world series they have a decent offense they play good defense and they have a you know maybe the best pitcher in baseball sitting at the back end of their bullpen uh obviously not available today but yeah the, the orioles have multiple ways to win but adding an a starting pitcher just you know kind of increases the potential that they could pitch their way there too okay uh so let's go back to zarello you got a couple more and then we'll go to debundo for his final bets and dinger tuesday looks yeah, we talked about the Blue Jays. The Chicago White Sox on the money line, I think, are worth betting today. I uh, got close to two to one on them last night. Not sure what they're going to deal off of their roster as well. And Texas may add more. But in terms of today's matchup, the White Sox probably going to deal Tim Anderson. Even if they do, they still have six above average hitters against left-handed pitching in there. They rate pretty well against lefties. They have all season. They were a top team against lefties the past couple of years. This year, they're closer to league average while their overall offense has fallen basically off of a cliff and gone to being a bottom 10 unit. But Chicago still hits lefties well. Andrew Heaney basically has fallen back to his career averages after a breakout season last year with the Dodgers. I don't see how you could possibly get Texas to as big of favorites as they are in this matchup, considering how Chicago hits against lefties and the relative difference, you know, in, in Heaney is compared to what is going to be a bullpen game for the White Sox. So 
White Sox, two about plus 185 or better would be a bet for me. The Marlins in the first, uh, in both halves, backing Sandy, two about minus 135 in either half. Best start of the season in his last outing, and that ground ball rate has trended up back towards 55%, 56% in his recent outings. He's finally getting the tilt back on the baseball that he used to. So I think Sandy is finally finding his previous form, maybe not quite the Cy Young form, but definitely nowhere near as bad as he was earlier in the year. And then lastly, the Tigers over. I bet this at eight and a half. It's moved up to nine. Still like it at nine, projected it closer to nine and a half. And DeBundo, you agree with Zerillo on his best bet for today, Yankees and Rays under. Any final thoughts there? And then please dive into Dinger Tuesday. And I have a one more for the road. Uh, yeah, we talked about Rodon improving the command, buying into that. I uh, think he can find that elite level again. Uh, I like Luis Robert, plus 350 against Andrew Heaney and the Rangers. Globe Life Field is actually playing as a pretty hitter-friendly park. Uh, Heaney yeah. with a major home run problem pretty much his entire career. Uh, and Robert crushing left-handed pitching. Just a, a, a guy that I love to bet on because he swings hard. He swings for the fences. He misses a lot. He chases a lot. But the power is undeniable. And uh, Luis Robert, plus 350 for Ding and Tuesday. Always a fun one. Last two weeks, he's homered on Wednesday, though. So we need him to you know get it right and hit one tonight. Right. Has, hasn't the ballpark in Arlington actually been, overall speaking now, just been better for pitching? People thought that originally, but it's this year it's playing more hitter-friendly. Now, Texas is just destroying everybody, but yeah, it is, you know, one-year park factors are kind of noisy. Okay. Yeah, so typically with the roof closed, Globe Life is going to play about 7% below the major league average. With it open, it's going to play about 5% above. So there's about a 12% swing between open and closed. Uh, I'm not sure if they've had more, you know, games with the dome open or closed relative to previous years that could certainly factor into like there being a differential, but yeah, their, their offense just overall being better. Uh, yeah. I mean, might factor th- into that equation, but at the same time, right. They added a lot of starting pitching too. So their pitching is probably better as well. Um, so that should neutralize to a degree. Yeah. Can't really explain it as, as Anthony said, there, there could be noise in single year park factors. Uh, that's why we like to take three-year averages. And if you go to StatCast, StatCast actually has a very nice leaderboard for park factors that you can customize and sort. You could make it by three-year averages, one-year averages. So StatCast, Baseball Savant, uh, really good job with the park factor and displaying that information. Excellent. So Luis Robert, the who was Devundo's home run derby pick way back when, when we saw each other in New York City. He is his dinger too. And that was a Tuesday when he hit home runs. Um, no, it was a Monday. It was a Monday. <laughs> uh, that's Tabundo's dinger Tuesday. Look for Tuesday, August 1st. I'll leave you all with this because we really can't give you news this early in the morning. The deadline is at 6 PM today, folks, 6 PM Eastern, not four, not three. It's at six. Which I don't really understand why they moved it to six, but it makes it, I guess, a little more juicy before a couple extra hours. Couple Cut into hours. my dinner plans. And to Did, dinner Sean, plans. will Justin Verlander be a Met at 6.01 p.m. today? No, I don't think so. It, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, people think that he's going to be around to help them compete next year. We've already seen signs of decline this year. This is when you can sell high on him. I don't think the the continued risk, the downside risk of what he would be next year versus the prospects they've been getting back in these trades just by eating money and especially if you're going to be trading with the Orioles who have the most loaded farm system in baseball, like please, please negotiate with the Orioles and get something of value out of that system. Uh, you know, the Luis Angel Acuna 
came over from the Rangers where he was one of their, I'm not sure exactly where he was on their prospect list, but he's immediately the Mets top prospect. You know, guys are coming over from the Brewer system as the number 20 prospect and becoming the Mets number seven prospect. So it shows you the, the depth the Mets need to fill up in their organization, especially the pitching they need in their high minors. They're, they're pretty barren. They have a lot of position player talent, but not a lot of pitching. So replacing this old pitching Scherzer Verlander with younger pitching is certainly ideal and would kind of lengthen their window with these guys that they have coming up like Mauricio adding to, you know, Beatty and Alvarez already in the roster. John Morosi says the Orioles are actively pursuing Justin Verlander. He has a no trade. He's under contract for the next two years. And he has an option before 2026. And it was a good note by Morosi in 2017 at the very last second, Justin Verlander accepted a trade to Houston. So we could be getting something like that at like 5:58 tonight. Yeah, I could see Dodgers, Orioles, maybe Reds, but doubt it. Red Sox I'm not go to won't Cincinnati. Happen. What am I talking about? I no will. chance. No <laughs> chance. Okay, uh, Teoscar Hernandez likely being dealt. That's the latest news we can Billy. give you before we wrap. Yeah, that's from Morosi too. All right. Well, you won't you won't know because you'll be at dinner. So uh, be sure to check your phone when you have to. Go to the bathroom tonight, Debundo. That's the easiest cart. Come on, man. Oh, excuse me, dear. I got to go to the bathroom. Check the phone. All right. I have it all planned out. There you go. I think if Anthony calls her dear, that might, that might. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. It might just be the end of the date anyway. So, excuse me, dear. I'll be back. Get your dating advice elsewhere. This is Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast for Zerillo and Debundo. Brendan Glasheen, enjoy uh, the deadline rumors leading till 6 p.m. We can come back and talk about them if they are applicable on Friday morning. That's the next time we are here. Uh, We're presented by BetMGM. Thanks to our partners, BetMGM. You all have a great Tuesday. Talk to you again Friday. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.